0: Welcome back to the Shed for another episode with the wonderful, the amazing Shed Dogs. You'll probably notice that I'm not saying a number right now. That's because I've made so many mistakes with the numbers lately, I'm kind of scared. This is episode 68. 68. I'll keep that separate. We're looking forward to a bunch of fun in here. It's a fall day, kind of cold. We've actually got the fire going because it's that time of year already. By the time you hear this... We'll be closing in on winter. Let's go.
1: (sighs) So yeah, Lemon Tree. Yes. Well, so when you say Lemon Tree, what I hear is the Peter, Paul and Mary version, because that's the only one I know. I don't even know if I've heard Harry Belafonte, was it?
0: I don't know. I just Googled the lyrics because I always get them wrong. And it was credited to Peter, Paul and Mary. But they didn't write it. I wouldn't have thought, and I totally would have associated it with Harry Belafonte, hence the Calypso reference. And then I was thinking about where have I seen Calypso dancing? And the only place I could remember seeing it at all was maybe in one of the early James Bonds, one where Yuck Lord is a CIA guy. and I think that's in, in Dr. No, I
1: think the Calypso scenes are in the very first ever mainstream James yeah. Bond movie.
0: And they're dancing around, yuck lord, with the most dangerous hair in America. Quien es muy macho? Quien es muy macho? Yuck lord, Lloyd Bridges,
2: Ricardo Montalbán. Fernando Lermas.
0: All the way over here, it was just in, you know, all the way. Uh, all the way, and various versions, the okay. Elvis version, so
1: were you listening to the radio? No, I don't know where it came no from. no podcast. I'm just asking, didn't you have something that would break that? Did you oh, decide I not to play any audio in the car on the way here? Yeah, no, I just sang all the way over oh okay, well, that's fine. It was did fun. you sing like out loud? yeah, oh, totally, very okay. out loud. and
0: yeah. then did you occasionally look beside you to see no. if cars were <laughs> no, 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 no. And like I said, you switch from the Elvis version to the one where you can only hear about every third word. You know, like just really far apart <laughs> gaps. Well, as you do, right? Yeah, absolutely, as you do. And then you just don't go on the internet for a couple of weeks in case there's a viral video of you being an idiot. But
1: a lot of those old folky songs, they like when Peter, Paul and Mary did it, who knows, they might have written some lyrics for it or something, but I'll, I'll bet you that tune goes back a hundred years before I, I'm
0: pretty sure. I think at that time there was a lot of cultural appropriation going on.
1: Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot. Yeah.
0: And I think that was probably one. I was pretty surprised. Mm. I didn't think it was going to be Peter, Paul and Mary, the whitest, mm. the whitest group ever. Sorry, Peter, Paul and Mary, you're white.
1: Yeah. They were like uh, manufactured Kind of like the monkeys, only more talented. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? They were put together? Yeah. Like, um, I forget the name of the guy. It was Bob Dylan's guy. His manager huh? goes, okay, we need a, Dylan hadn't hit it big yet, but he had written some amazing songs and they had Peter, Paul and Mary were formed. Like they were, a, they were even introduced. Maybe two of them knew each other. The third one was brought in and they are like, we got some great songs. This guy named Bob Dylan has written. And so, like, go tell it on the mountain. Is that his, or is that that's one of the other ones? Maybe I like, thought go tell it on the mountain was a really old, really old. One. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty old one. But, I don't know, but and yeah, that, that guy's yeah.
0: name—it's driving me nuts. All I can think of is Allen Ginsberg, the poet. Uh, yeah, well, he's a, pretty sure it's a
1: Jewish one. name for yeah. sure, but I can't remember.
0: I can't remember either. Doesn't matter. Stu Adelman. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, and so there was that, I don't understand how, I honestly, almost every day there's some song fragment and it's only about one in five or six that I can actually identify why it's in there. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I heard that in the supermarket yesterday or, oh no, I was thinking about James Bond or just whatever, you know, like it's only very rarely that I can tell where it, you just have to live with it. You can blow it out of there with another earworm sometimes.
2: oh Canada. That o works.
0: Canada?
2: Yeah, apparently that get rid get, o- gets rid of any Really? Take so it just bu- cleanses you. any yep.
1: soul
0: that you have, is yep. that right?
1: It's like take two O Canada's and call me in the <laughs> morning. <laughs> it's just like it's taken not. care of. Done.
0: Oh, there. You see this podcast. <laughs> I know. There's treasure trove yeah. information. <laughs> there's entertainment tips, there's financial direction, and now we get how to uh, reset your
2: brain when there's an earworm in there. I had Hello Dolly this morning for mm. some reason. Ooh. Because of the Emmys last night.
1: Oh, yeah. I was did, still did playing you watch foosball. The Emmys? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I won't Minnesota. see it now right. until we get home after we vacation.
2: we got to talk don't we? No, but... Uh, I thought because the Emmys were on last night. I've seen the pictures and stuff. I didn't. I don't care. Oh yeah. But then I thought, oh right, right. Susan named the cats Emmy and Oscar because she didn't have an Emmy or an Oscar, so <laughs> she named Emmy and Oscar. And That's then I pretty thought, good. What's the What's the
1: <laughs> I
2: like those. What are the There's the three letters. If you get an Emmy an Oscar and a Tony, right? And you are it's a yeah. I know. You are called sorry a called, toe. Yeah, one of those a yeah. Tony
0: and Oscar and an Emmy?
2: Um Yeah, or maybe there's four letters even. Uh a and Grammy. Yeah. A Grammy's in there too. Yeah. So there's only like five people on and the like planet.
1: Lynn, Manuel, Miranda, or somebody like that yeah. has it or yeah. yeah really. So you
0: have goat? Greatest of all time, only it's G O T E. There you go. Mm. Huh? Um huh.
2: so anyway I was thinking about Susan, that Susan had a Jesse. And she had it for Hello Dolly, and then I started thinking about Hello Dolly. Oh, there you go! Wow. And that—that that her director got her to uh, instead of coming down the stairs as as Dolly does at the end to the big song, he had her come in from the kitchen, and she was not very pleased with that. As, oh, as were a lot of people not very pleased with that. Oh, so and that was just in my head too. So, yeah. See,
0: I'm I'm now fighting a really active rearguard action against. The sound of that song. I don't want that song in there. Oh, I was just going to
2: start. Oh, never mind. Yeah,
0: no. i <laughs> sing it if you're going to see. Absolutely. And, uh,
2: yeah, maybe get it out. Grab rap fellas find her an empty lap fellas dolly never go away holy smokes that's pretty good that That is great very
0: good see when you have if that's the other thing too if you can get more than just a tiny (laughs) fragment of the song it's way more satisfying like now we've got a couple of lyrics to work with i don't just have to uh say dolly uh dolly you know you got a little bit to go
1: with yeah. And I, I like the way you did it, too. The starting, the talking, and then into it.
0: Yeah. You slide if, if you
1: were to improve on it at all, it would have been a full-on Ethel Merman style. <laughs> oh. Right? Just...
0: I love doing Ethel Merman versions of stuff. Oh, That's you do? In the car, <laughs> in right? In the car. <laughs> because you can make any song, any song sound like Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman.
2: Bob Dylan goes Ethel Merman.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Ethel Merman sings Bob Dylan.
1: Well, that would be an excellent album idea. I mean, impossible now, but.
0: Uh, it's funny. Right. <laughs> it's really. Uh, okay. Ethel Merman out there for all those listeners. I think that'll generate some mail. What are we? What are we at today, boys? Where are we at? We've talked before recording about our uh, emotional barometers. RJ feeling fiery and lit, although he was seeking a nap this morning. PJ actually had a nap this morning. KJ
2: speaking in the third person. Is that? Yeah. Um, yeah I'm yeah. feeling pretty good today.
0: I'm imagining that I'm the drone that has come down from several thousand feet and is peeking in the window at us. You know, when we do our documentary. Yes. The, I don't, meet the shed dogs.
2: Yes. And why do you imagine yourself as the drone? You're just, well. That's you're the just voiceover. watching It's today. the
0: voiceover oh. that goes with the drone shot. Uh. The drone shot is looking in at us and the voiceover is saying, RJ. And then, and uh, Oh,
2: I get it. I get it. Good. Yeah. man
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. by the way, Haley says hi, boys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Haley. We're leaving tomorrow morning, right? And right. I haven't started packing, but for me, that's normal. Like. I start packing around seven p.m. at night. I have a checklist. For I God was just going to say.
0: say the reason you can do that is you have a list. I have a list,
1: uh, and I check it twice. And that list it has it gets sorted in a certain order. Since you asked, um, first, <laughs> first are the items that need to get packed the night before, right? So that's at the top of the list. Yeah, and it it's in room order, so. Uh, and the rooms are next to each other. Like, like so I start in the bedroom upstairs oh. and I make my way down and I, I don't have to crisscross the house because it's all in the right order. And
0: I'm, Honestly, <laughs> listeners, please, please, please. If you can top this kind of thing, if, they, if your life is run on even more regular and stair railway tracks than his is, let us know because it just takes my breath away here in this. In room order. Yeah, I've never packed in room order ever in my whole life before or even thought about it. And
1: then tomorrow morning's list, which is the (laughs) last minute Is it the morning order? That's going to be the things that are not already in go bags. It's going to, and we have some of those too. And it's going to be also the things that, you know, like, um, that you really can't pack until the last minute. (laughs) There's a number of those.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tell us again where you're going. So literally
1: we were thinking of switching to California. Oh, just he's
0: to, going to area 51 or just somewhere. to, we're going to
1: Saskatoon. <laughs>
2: area we were 51 Saskatoon. I get it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh,
1: we were going to go from Saskatoon. We were going to go down to Waterton, but it's looking like possible heavy snow right around then. So, um, right now the latest plan is three days to Saskatoon two nights, actually, you know, and then, uh, stay with Rob in April for three nights. So do whatever they want to do. And Rob's got the weekend off and then down to Helena. Cause we have a thing that we've been doing us capitals Canadian too. Actually. Isn't it Helena? Yeah. Okay. Helena. I've always said Helena, but I'm not sure.
0: Sorry, I was daydreaming about lists and everything. <laughs> Helen,
1: Montana, right? It's Montana. Yeah, yeah, the capital of Montana. Yeah, yeah. I
2: thought it was, but
1: I don't. Okay, so it's either Helena or Helena. We'll figure that out once we arrive, Jesus. and then That's and then back year. home. Maybe through we were going to do up through Osuus and like I don't know Valo Lake and like Nighthawk
0: USA. Through uh, right?
1: Yeah, up through Creston. Yeah, and up the east side. Anyway, so we're going to play it by ear. But as late as this morning. Rob had been trying to get a hold of me. So we started thinking, ah, man, I don't know. Maybe something's going on there. Um, should we switch to California and then fly out to see them? Because both Sue and I are a little bit unsure about all this prairie driving. We have never done that cross Canada trip that I know you did as a youngster. And I think you did at one. Oh yeah, you did for yeah, sure. Yeah, the before. To
0: Europe,
1: yeah. yeah. So we you know, were thinking, you know, yeah. Um, and then we looked at this one route where we actually went down to South Dakota and we're going, that's actually as much as driving all the way across Canada. It's just amazing how long those distances are. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right. Anyway, so uh, we always had in our back pocket doing some California coast stuff because there's large swaths of the coast neither of us have seen south of San Francisco. So, What time do you want to leave? Ten a- ten a.m. Get up at 7. You're yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I'm not an early riser. Where do you want to get to tomorrow night? Well, we were thinking that this is not booked like, so it doesn't matter that much. Right. But the idea was, uh, uh, what's Glenn's hometown? Revelstoke. Yeah. Okay. Rebel, Revelstoke. And he gave us a recommendation for a place to stay and, uh, hmm. we wouldn't have much time there. We'd just move on to, uh, maybe somewhere east of Calgary for the second day. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's really fun, the juxtaposition of your incredibly detailed planning for packing and the wide open nature of your actual trip agenda. It's yeah. just like, once the car is loaded, perfectly loaded, in perfect order, <laughs> no. with every conceivable thing got in perfect order from I every am conceivable I so easily room, predicted, my friend. <laughs> then we're just going to put the key in the ignition, the you know metaphorical key, at least in your case. And see what happens. Well, it is true.
1: When the kids had school, we did hyper plan our vacations just because we always had a fear that something couldn't be booked. Yeah. And so when we did the Maritimes, we knew every single place we were staying before we left. But even the UK, we had some bookings, but others we didn't. I mean, if, if we could get away with not having any specific agenda, that would be great. Yeah.
0: I should also say too, in spite of my hilarity at your lists i've been the beneficiary i think i've said this in this podcast before i've reaped the benefits of rj's careful list preparations before now it's been a long time but for camping or cycling a couple of times there was he just sends the list and you just kind of think oh geez yeah i wouldn't have thought of that oh oh did i get this where is it the lists really are very useful no but, it's, but
1: they, what they makes me are. laugh
0: is just the vast gulf Between that level of planning and what I usually do, which is sort of wander aimlessly from room to room, waiting to see what comes to me as necessary when I get in that room. What's in here? Uh, uh, There's this. Oh, yeah, no, no, I should probably bring that. That's in this room and I'll pick it up. Yeah. And that might trigger a thought about something else that's down in the basement and so on. the question is, do you get anxious about it? No, not usually. I usually, I get some anxiety where I kind of think, what am I going to need? I just can't. So that's
1: a. Yeah, that's a good thing if you're not anxious about it. And of course, the only other downside is when, you know, you don't bring your cycling shorts on a cycling yeah, trip. Yeah, exactly. And that, that caused you some anxiety it, at the other it end. It caused
0: me huge anxiety, but yeah. that was uh, that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I had a lot of anxiety about whether I was physically ready for that level of effort, you know, like what have I got myself into? And then day minus one. We're counting down to take off and I found out I haven't brought the one most essential piece of gear, the cycling shorts with the padded seat. And I just, that, that just unleashed an avalanche of, uh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Well, the big question on
1: these lists is always, um, do you actually spend more time creating and managing it than you save yourself?
0: Well, not if you bum it off your friend,
1: RJ. Letting aside the anxiety part. And I certainly have had lists in the past that take, turn out to take more effort well, than they were ever worse. So they get abandoned. But yeah, the ones that I still have, like the packing list. Well, that's what makes me laugh. Yeah. I just think just
0: preparing a list like that would take me days. Well, and days. Oh
1: no, but it's done in phases. Oh. Like it would have started, this list originally started, I think, handwritten somewhere. Yeah. Um Maybe photocopied, maybe not. But anyway, it just starts simple and then over time, it finally moved into Excel. And once it was in Excel, it's just, like, so easy for me. Ah, you know, things I mean. just
0: took off after that.
1: Well, yeah. I and mean, I, I prune it. And, uh, you know, you have to treat it lovingly, right? And so, like, last time, what I did was we have a go bag for kitchen stuff. And that's nice. Like, that saves us a huge amount of time. However, I do need to do a quick review because we don't do it after a trip. So, mm. I do do a quick review. And that, so, all the items are on a checklist. And just, it's very quick, you know, you unzip it and just poke yeah. around and make sure that the things yeah. you need are there. And boy, that, that thing's great. So that was my latest addition was those used to all be listed on your kitchen. They now have a special room called the kitchen stuff go bag.
0: And again, listeners, for those of you who have somebody who spent a bunch of their professional life as a data analyst, this is the kind, this is the fruits of that kind of thinking it's just extra pieces of data well many many people i think i think many people
1: have travel lists but they, just not not to this level maybe but they have no, some form of list i don't
0: think many people have it to this level at all room by room that's the part that no, no. really slew me here. i'm just saying just, in general just the concept of having a list <laughs> a lot of people have lists but yeah that's uh, that's kind of like a lot of people can tell you sort of vaguely how many kids came to their door for candy on halloween they don't have 15 or 20 years worth of graphs of every single Halloween. Well, episode. that's just for fun. And that's going a little
1: meta. That's saying that's embracing my nerdiness on oh, purpose. I know, yeah, but yeah. but uh, uh yeah, I mean the number one for the travelist is stress reducing reduction. Yeah. And it's not necessarily my own stress.
0: Yeah, no, it it's is
1: it is household stress.
0: It's yours by uh it's tangential stress. Yes. If someone else who's accompanying you on that trip is <laughs> over the moon wired about, have you got everything? That's Those right. lists
1: probably really help. That's a lot. right. Because usually on this kind of trip, you know, you're going through towns and cities. If you forgot something, really, yeah. you can pick it up and it's not going to be something that's a thousand dollars. It's going to be something that's 50 bucks and really it's not worth stressing about, but Uh, that said the list means we don't have to even worry about that. Usually
0: my friend, Dale, that I've traveled with a couple of times on the tour last year in Italy, he said something a long time ago that I've often reflected on his, his philosophy is as long as I have my passport and my credit card, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. If worse comes to worse, if my bags don't arrive, if I forgot key stuff, if I get robbed, get gunpoint or whatever the hell it is. If I have my credit card and my passport, I'm good. And that is a really, for me anyways, that's a very kind of soothing thought. If it comes to it, you can just buy your way out. It's just money. It is. yeah. And get a plane, get yeah. home, and you'll be okay.
1: Yeah, you're on vacation to enjoy it.
0: Well, and you're never going to find yourself legless and begging in the streets of Barcelona or something, you no. know, like...
1: You, or Murthia, for example. <laughs> or Ibiza. There's just off an island just off there. I didn't realize because I've been calling Tuke an Ibiza you really, hound. And, you
0: really are on fire today. <laughs> Jeez. Ibiza. I didn't know that either. I thought it was Ibiza.
1: Uh, I'm not sure either because I only heard it once. It was just a couple of days ago and I'm going, what?
0: <laughs> so now now the next time you're trying to describe what kind of dog Tuke is, someone's <laughs> going to say, what's an Elizabethan dog? I don't know anything about Elizabethan. No, it's Ibethan, not Elizabethan, just Ibethan.
1: Please work with me on this pronunciation.
0: Yeah, like that. Yeah, Yeah, you can can do that. It's more correctly Ibethan.
1: KJ, we welcome KJ back to the room.
2: Oh, hello. All good. All done. All finished. Laundry. uh, (laughs) All dishwasher.
1: Dishwasher. I beg your pardon. Was an install, a fix it guy, or a. Just running it. Emptying it. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. We're going to do Aziz Ansari.
0: Aziz, I left my note at home. Well, I still remember anyways. So I brought it up
1: on a previous podcast, right?
0: Yeah. You said it was the greatest thing ever, ever in the world. I was pretty much ready to have an out of body experience watching it because you had raved so, so forcefully about how good it was. Before you tell us your conclusions,
1: have you ever had something extremely recommended to you and you go and... I mean, doesn't that always, definitely. Doesn't it always push it down when someone.
0: There's very few experiences that can survive a rave. Oh, you have to
1: see this. Once that's said, it's like, oh, I I guess I have
0: to, because you told me to, but. Like the Grand Canyon can survive that. Uh, Eddie Murphy's, the early Eddie Murphy videos, the stand-up routines where he's in the green leather jumpsuit. No, I'm sorry. Nothing
1: can survive it. No, that's. You're listing things that you love a lot, but
0: once you tell us how amazing it is. No, I'm listing things that I had somebody rave to me about and say, these are the best. You have got to see them. Gotcha. Okay. And they were worth it. They were really super funny, really super majestic, and absolutely worth whatever it took to get down there and see it. Uh, Disneyland is another one. Disneyland's the greatest thing. Well, actually, it was pretty great. You know, like, but you're right. As far as. Kind of normally, 95% of the time, I would say.
1: Like movies.
0: Movies. There's some There's movies that some can, lot. but most cannot. Yeah. Like I said, 95% cannot. You're going to be disappointed.
1: Right. Do I have to go through three hours of trying to figure out what Rosebud is? <laughs> like, please, I'm not
0: going
1: <laughs> to. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <Yeah. laughs>
0: well, I think then should we talk about disease? now that we've oh sure go ahead let me have it well who who's you gave us your review a couple episodes ago i thought it was thing ever
1: yeah i thought it was really good i I don't know if i provided a lot of details in the review but yeah you did a little bit yeah you were pretty fulsome and i you know you know me right like Often when I'm out at a restaurant, I exclaim that this is the best meal I've ever had in my whole life.
0: I've seen a lot of movies that I felt were pretty (laughs) crappy that you told me were really great. Yes. I did like Popeye with Robin Williams. I thought it was an excellent movie. There you go. (laughs) Listeners, if you need any further evidence of how to set the the little meter with RJ's reviews, there it is right there. Uh, Shelley Duvall didn't end well, eh?
1: No, I did not hear that. Actually, let's uh, let's take a little sidebar here.
0: Uh, I don't know if I should because I can't remember. I think I heard something about she's either gone or she's she's unbelievably uh, like confined to her home.
2: Well, I just watched um, Jim Carrey's face morphed over Jack Nicholson in The Shining, uh, and I don't I don't know if Jim Carrey has actually done the dialogue. They put his face r- right over Jack Nicholson's and he looks so much like him. And it's the scene in the room when he's writing and she interrupts him and he gives her shit for, I can't write. And But Shelley Duvall is just so interesting. I know. I in am, that yeah. movie or just in that scene. I mean, I haven't seen the movie for a long time. It is, She's yeah. just kind of perfect, right?
1: And she, she was
2: brutalized by uh, the director.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty real she was had a very uncomfortable filming oh I feel stupid saying the director
0: Stanley Kubrick Stanley,
1: yes <laughs> uh,
0: I didn't I, I think that's it's hard to know like but I what I think I heard I, I'm regretting having said it because I think what I heard is that she is either uh, you know like will not go to the house is really uh, has a severe mental issues or has already passed and had um. all that and I just can't remember. I, I think I we I'd would know
2: if she was gone. Darn it! Oh, I was gonna. I was looking up what she's alive. <sighs> okay, good. She's alive.
1: Just gonna check down. Now, there's there's nothing. Sometimes in Wikipedia they'll have a heading saying, you know, mental health issues or something like that, and they don't have anything for her. But I I do know that that was a hard filming for her, and and it did kind of affect her psychologically, at least, you know, temporarily.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. So in November of 2016, USA Today reported that she appeared to be suffering from mental illness. Hey, hang
1: on. So listen to this one. You know, the baseball bat scene, is that the one you're talking about, Moby? No. Okay. Well, there's a scene where she's holding a baseball bat and because he's going to come after her. So Mm -hmm. she's swinging that baseball bat. She does the kind of girly swings with it. Yeah,
0: she's kind of poking it.
1: Okay, well listen to this. Uh, Kubrick intentionally isolated Duval and argued with her often. She was forced to perform the exhausting baseball bat scene 127 times. (laughs) Afterwards, Duval presented Kubrick with the clumps of hair that had fallen out due to this extreme stress of filming.
2: Jesus.
1: And she was still filming it when she got offered olive oil and Popeye.
0: So this Wikipedia article just simply says a segment featuring Duval on Dr. Phil in 2016 drew significant criticism from the public with many suggesting that Duval's mental illness was being exploited. In the segment, Duval refused offered treatment. Mm-hmm. So USA Today said she's mental illness. She gets on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil offers to help her in his yeah, Dr. His Dr. Philian way yeah. Yeah, and she declines. So I probably, I don't even know about all that. I don't even know. Because that may have to go. Yeah, well, or you could just edit it down if you have the time. Yeah. So Aziz, KJ, did you watch Aziz?
2: Yeah, and I found what I said. Do you want me to read it? Yes, please. Okay, opens, I said, uh, I don't know why. I say, weeping right now. But I don't know if I've just, it's from something else. Then I say, Aziz. Aziz Ansari, genius, but I have some quibbles. Richie says, quibble away. Opens with his recent news. Initially, I didn't think it was quite enough as an apology, an excuse, as a justification of what happened. I don't even know what happens, but it didn't. But uh, I thought that was too intentional in spite of the fact that all the content was brilliant. Oh, no, no, oh. Then he brings in R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. And I thought, well, isn't that, uh thought that was too intentional, in spite of the fact all the content was brilliant, because uh, uh, he has excellent take on politics, pop culture, socio economic everything. Jesus, so great. I just thought he was crazy great, mm-hmm, yeah. crazy smart, and crazy uh, good um, comedian. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought.
1: Yeah, I thought he was technically amazing. Uh, anyway, so Skin, what do you got?
0: Well, I, I kind of thought, like Moby did, I thought, I'm a cynical person sometimes occasionally and I did have that feeling that a lot of this was structured around getting his career back on like consciously uh, as opposed you know a lot of it seemed pretty heartfelt but um, there's no doubt that he's trying to reignite his career and that he's going through these motions in a somewhat calculated way Uh, I do think that he probably learned a bunch of stuff about how to behave and about dating in general I don't know, I I didn't love him, I didn't find, in fact, you know what, I thought he's been listening to our podcast, because in one of these podcasts, we talked about Michael Jackson, about whether we would continue to support Michael Jackson's estate by buying his music in light of his horrible behaviors, Mm -hmm. and we remember, we did talk about this, I think we talked about R. Kelly.
1: I think we were the only ones, actually, everybody (laughs) else is (laughs) just following our
0: example. You're undermining (laughs) everything here, but I mean, it was long before this uh, special came out. It, oh yeah. It was yeah. a long time ago that mm. we were talking about it. We were, yeah. We were way of, ahead, of, ahead of the curve. <laughs> way ahead of Aziz Ansari anyways. And honestly, I just don't like his voice that much. I, I was uh. finding that I was conscious of his voice quite often uh-huh. and he, I did like the way he worked the crowd. He he did what you said, RJ, he picked a couple of people in the crowd and he kind of played him yeah. and then played. Him. I did like that. I like when they do that and it is done in not a mean way. Yeah. And that seemed uh, we had talked in in another episode about how um, it's fun when a comedian finds his or her own material, like Ricky Gervais, funny, yeah, um, really super funny. And uh, Aziz appeared to really be enjoying his material with the guy that brought his two young sons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was laughing to himself and and teasing this guy, like, "What you bring your kids to this for? What's the matter with you?" So all in all though, like I've, I found myself, I was not abused. I, I found myself wishing it would be over okay. uh, and uh, his heart his stuff, yeah, stuff was
1: okay. You but were kind of put behind a barrel though, weren't you? A like, little bit. I think you need yeah. to kind of watch this. Yeah. And yeah. And well, so I got to ask you, let, let's say that you had, uh, you're in the public eye and you had a bad situation and you got, kind of roasted in public. Yeah. Just like
0: him. What are you gonna do, right? Well no, also so don't misunderstand. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that I have a better idea on how to restart my career. Right. What I'm trying to suggest is that it's done quite knowingly and for oh. me it takes away some of the emotional yeah. and comedic impact to know yeah. that this is a plan. This yeah. is a this yeah. is a manipulated, a planned professional series of steps that he's gonna go through meetings managers, agents, they all talked about the best notes to hit, you know, and, uh, okay. So you, Cause you mentioned, and I agree with you that he's a highly polished professional. He really, he's, he's like Seinfeld. He knows every move. He knows every pause. He knows every little thing. So you bet he knows every move and every pause of the little heartfelt bits too. So that's not to take away from the need to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not to take away from the skill with which it's done. It's only to take away a little from the perception of genuineness. Yeah, it's great craft. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
1: yeah, no comedian is genuine unless maybe if they're being interviewed that, that might come out in an interview, but certainly not in a comedy show.
0: I think there's more and less, right? There's, I think every, like in, in his thing, Aziz was genuinely amused by his interaction with the guy with two kids. I think that was very real. Really?
1: Yeah. Whereas I think that there's always some kids brought and I actually think that that's a bit that he kind of knows, Yeah. like he knows how to Yeah. start picking on someone in the yeah. audience. Well, and
0: so there's a fun reflection there too, because yeah. the audience's reception of these things, a lot of it's people, fun. the heartfelt stuff hits them right solid, yeah, and they're a hundred percent sold and yeah. other people receive other things. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, there it was, uh, he's going to return to vast sums of wealth.
1: I think he'll do fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Because he know. even came out with his series. I think he, you know, a new, a new season was done after that, right after his kind of incident.
0: Oh, I, I don't even know.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I just,
0: but there was a disease and it, I, you know, it's worth watching. Like if you have any interest in how, how celebrities recover from scandal and in this case, a comedian, how. Well, think about anybody who's been in the news about this kind of stuff.
1: Most of them haven't survived. Yeah. Now, mind you, most of the behaviors have been worse than his.
0: Well, t- mm. I don't think any of the three of us heard any details. He just misbehaved. Well,
1: oh, no. I heard that. I read the whole letter. Oh, There's okay. detail.
0: She provides detail in the letter. Um, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, Louis C.K. is. He's not. He's coming. working on
1: it. He's trying. Yeah. But boy, every time he tries, he, he doubles down on, okay, you think. Oh, really? You think I've been disgusting in the past? Does he really oh, is that right? Oh. I didn't
2: I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he pops up into headlines. And then it goes <laughs> so his agent is probably just at home, consuming liter after liter of hard alcohol. I don't know. He so, shows up
1: okay. at the comedy cellar and people, there's usually a few people will walk out immediately. Yeah. Others feel like it's unfair. Like, I think truth is most people probably enjoy it because he's such a great wit. Like mm. he's funny, funny, Mm -hmm. but there's also a certain number that are going, well, after what you did and you never have, he never has really said, has he, they
2: screwed up or anything? I don't think so. (laughs) Like, I, I, like, I don't know. I I don't follow it, but I I know more about that than Aziz and and Zari. Hmm.
0: (laughs) got, I did get through my Aziz commitment and honestly too, a lot of it is just, I don't like his voice. I just don't, I don't know why. I just don't like his voice.
1: Yeah. Well, I saw one of his specials. He had some affectations that drove me crazy. Any word that any sentence that ended in an S was immediately followed with a. So I almost said, yes, like he just really, he did that. And it's surprising. Once you notice it, <laughs> it surprised you how many sentences ended in a S. Yes. <laughs> yes, Because it, yeah, uh, no. it's a death sentence. But my favorite from him was in his early days. I had his first comedy special. It's like five bucks. So I bought it and he does this long bit where he's in a lineup and there's a kid next to him. Who's only like 10 years old. And he goes on and on about how irresponsible the father was just to let the kid be talking to him. He builds it up quite a bit and he just can't believe that the father It's over there and and there's laughs throughout, right? Yeah. And so it sounds like the joke's over now because there's been good laughs. And then it's like a a few seconds of pause. He says, he goes, I mean, I could have raped that kid. (laughs) And because of the way he says it, there's like this double entendre, like, what do you mean? Like you wanted to or something like, but he didn't mean that, but yeah. you know, the the way it comes out, it just makes you laugh because you're sure the com- the thing's over. But what he's saying is that father was irresponsible and he's just kind of, anyway, <laughs> you cut that too, because so a repeated you you'd theme have to hear him say it. To,
0: to yeah, be it's a repeated it. theme for him though. Is a, kids at these adult things and what are they thinking of and it obviously is an amusing thing for him. but he's just closing on something just disgusting that almost
1: points at him yeah right like yeah yeah anyway
0: so i see here that uh there's an item in our list called packle bells dogs yes
1: <laughs> i think are we done with the use of the taco bell cannon at weddings <laughs>
0: Like wasn't you that just that was just you wanted to say Taco Bell can I did, at a yeah, play. I don't know why
1: I've always called it the Taco Bell can it's really
0: funny but I it was
1: it. at every wedding for a while wasn't it yeah
2: yeah 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 <laughs> and and any um, wine and cheese party that had a, a trio in the corner okay there <laughs> <course>. you
0: go <laughs> so there's another item on here it's a follow on to something that we have talked about. You know, I mentioned a few minutes ago how I felt that Aziz is probably listening to this podcast to pick up stuff for his routine.
1: No doubt. You wouldn't believe who listens.
0: Uh, Yeah, I know. And uh, I think the government, same thing, because we had a conversation in here quite some time ago about uh, daylight saving time and standard time and how we wished it wouldn't flip-flop back and forth. And then more recently there was a news item that we talked about where the government had sent out a survey, not not a policy thing, but a survey to try to find out what the rest of British Columbia thought. I don't know why they bothered because really it's quite clear that we speak everybody's mind.
2: For the masses.
0: And then they published the results and the results that were. That was
2: like two days after we discussed it too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was we, we said,
0: what happened to those results? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they burying them? Yeah. That? And it was hugely, I, I can't read it here. I have the link to the article, but it's in letters that probably even someone with fresh young eyes couldn't read, but it's like 93% were in favor of standardizing on, I believe it was daylight saving. Yeah, because like that, was now the, time. that was
1: the only option given.
0: Right. That's right. Yeah. One of the odd things. Anyway, the hugely overwhelming majority of people want to stop switching back yes. and forth. Of
1: the 7% that said No about a quarter of their comments said, because I want us to be on daylight, uh, stand I want us to be stand- on standard time all year long. So it was even more than 93% wanted to stop switching.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's for those of us who don't wish to switch, that's good news.
1: Yeah. And then they had one other caveat. Unfortunately, the majority also said, but we don't want to switch unless a neighboring, um, region switches. Mm. So that was a little gotcha there in that if the U.S. Congress disagrees with Washington, Oregon and California switching, which they could, then we could be in a situation where we still can't switch for a while. I mean, switch to not switching. Right. Sorry.
0: No, that's fine. It's we would We would be reluctant. Any government yeah. who pays attention to the results of the survey would be reluctant to make the change to not switching. Right. But somebody has to go first. And well, I don't think the Americans are waiting on us, are they? Probably
1: no, not. that's true. That's true. They're waiting on the Congress and I think it's a dysfunctional Congress at the moment.
2: But um, what percentage wanted to wait for a neighboring? About 55 or something. It was a, it was oh, a small, high. small majority yeah.
1: wanted to wait. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, anyways, just so that our listeners are aware that when we talk about stuff on here, They should pay attention because we clearly are the voice of cutting edge thinking. Mm. That leads seamlessly into another item on here. Seamlessly, I say, otoscope live in action.
1: It's too bad you can't see eye rolling on a podcast.
0: (laughs) Actually, I think it's pretty awesome that you can't see eye rolling.
1: I'm going to text you guys a photo.
0: Is this, are we going to get a thing?
1: Yeah. So in the last episode, when we talked about this amazing otoscope that I have, you know, cause I occasionally have a buildup of earwax like many of us do. And sometimes it gets so built up that the doctor has kind of flushed it for me. The next thing I know, I'm looking for, how about if we had our own otoscope, you know? And so I, I order one on the web and I got this cool one that's kind of electronic and it's got a little Wi-Fi network built into it so your phone can subscribe to it. And so you can poke Jesus. the thing in your ear. You're holding the phone up and
0: you're watching and you're going, whoa. So it was It was originally designed to land on the surface of Mars with a lander. You know, and when they look for a domestic application, that's what they came up with. Well, I don't know. We could look at earwax. What do you think?
1: <laughs> okay, so I'll just send you a... Uh, so,
0: are you are you amassing a, a compendium
1: of inner ear images? Is well, that- I mean, I brought it with me. What, what's amazing about it is it's not just for. I mean, it's meant for. Oh, so we could look up our noses too. Say. Well, we can do that if we want to. <laughs> but what I found was I shined it up into my keyboard, which has a clear plexiglass. Oh, God. It's an old school keyboard. It's Apple's magic, I don't know, keyboard from about 15 years ago. It's got plexiglass and you can see the dirt that drops down. Yeah. Right? So it shined in there and it's, oh.
0: So you man, have it with
1: you now? My ear looks better than that, right? So <laughs> anything you want here today, KJ, we can have a look inside you will see things you could not believe there's no way to see them without this scope because you can kind of poke it in and get it at an angle
0: so you have it here
1: today oh i brought it with me we're gonna do some stuff man holy
0: dina Don't let me first send you
2: see, so I, i'm trying to think of options right now about little stuff that i can never get into in well movie. you
0: know what would be good yeah. is the usb ports yeah, we can look in those. Look inside a USB port. That because I'm sure a bunch of naval
2: lint is in there. Well,
0: in your phone, say
2: yeah, like yeah, in
0: there, you know, on the bottom of there, or the, you know, the the phone jack, the earbud jack. Yeah, those are all things. Wow, I saw that on there, and I wondered if that was a recent addition or whether you were prepared for today. Well, so wow, so the last time when I first got
1: it. I had been, you know, you feel a little bit of discomfort in your ear. I got these great olive oil spray things. It's really easy. And you know, you know how you're supposed to, I don't know if you guys have ever done this. You're supposed to kind of lay your head down sideways and drop some olive oil in there. Do that once a day for a week. And you'd be surprised how clean it gets in there. Never been through this? No. Okay. So, but I use the spray because it means you don't have to turn sideways and have dribbles coming down your ear. You just go and maybe a little cleaning off and that's it. And do that every day for a week. And I had my otoscope when it arrived, it got all excited. I look in there, it's perfectly clean. And I actually sent you guys a photo of that yes. in which you could clearly see my eardrum. Yes. So this time I purposely didn't use the olive oil. I just wanted to have a look in there. So oh, here's, uh, God,
0: like- here's
1: exhibit one, guys. I've just sent it mm-hmm. to you.
0: Yeah. uh, Just give me a minute. I got to extend my counseling series another 12 visits. What you're seeing now in a moment
1: is, um, the view from the camera itself. (laughs) So this is the camera itself. It has like a three quarter inch focal length. So you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't change focal length. Yeah. So basically there's a little pick that you can put on the end of it.
0: You see, so you can actually,
1: yeah. So you can see what's on the pick. PJ has seen it. Mm -hmm. KJ, you've seen it?
2: I've seen it. Looks like um,
1: violin resin. Yeah, yeah. It is actually not that bad. You get used to it like a doctor gets used to this stuff. (laughs) Now, let's see here. (laughs) He says, like a doctor.
0: (laughs) So I can't believe that you had the effrontery, the gall, the nerve to suggest that you wish people could see eye rolling. I wish people could see the expression on my face when I looked at this picture. That's
1: true. Now, you've seen that picture. It looks huge, right? But this will give you a feel for how big it really is. This is now me taking a photo with my phone of the little device with the uh, goop hanging off.
0: It looks like an asteroid. It's still pretty big, right? That's pretty substantial. Yeah,
1: it is. It oh, is. I see. I see what's going on. Yeah, you see the light? It's got an LED light built into it. Yeah. It's got oh, the little babe. plastic thing is uh, is just a little pick. Now, it comes with other implements as well. I bet it does. <laughs> they hint at it, but I'm not sure what orifices it's built for. jeez. Oh, like, there's these little things, and they look like they you're supposed to lubricate them. <laughs> And, oh my God! <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, just I'm just sorry. Okay, like
1: okay. I'm gonna turn it on, but Whoa. it seems
2: rather special purpose. Yeah, I know. But What's even that. Movie? Oh, I guess you can see it. But this all right. So you just the flashing
1: just, green light means the uh, Wi-Fi network is on. Now you guys can try and join it. I've never tried more than one phone. No, no, you can't because you'd have to download the app. So I'm just going to call in. The app is called Doctor View. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Here I go. Doctor View. Getting oh, Doctor
1: View. First, I have to join the Wi Fi network. So this thing is a little. It's got its own. Single use network. It's not connected to the internet. So nope. it's only between you and the phone. Right? Yeah, and probably have to be within about feet of it. But. They say something like that. Yeah. Okay. What are we going to examine here? Let's have a look inside the, those AC plugs there. How about that?
0: AC plugs?
2: Oh, oh just straight into the, yeah. the portals?
0: Okay. So what I'm doing here, listeners, is hooking up to the little local network that is this magical thing. And then I go to Dr. View and there I am looking right up RJ's nose. Probably could live without that. You know, I don't even know. It would be, it's too bad we don't have any insects around here, like like a uh, hemlock looper. Here, let me see that thing for a second. Way to go. I just thought you guys would be interested in that. It is pretty interesting. It it's just so disgusting though. Like I, I got just the outside view of my ear and I don't want to go all the way in there.
1: It's funny. You get all these reviews and people discussing it online and stuff. Yeah. And they're couching these things they will never quite say what they mean but they say well it's useful for other get- other parts of the body too oh, this
0: guy right here. <laughs> i wonder what they see
2: this
1: Rich? okay oh a spider skin oh, uh, a yeah. li- little closer oh he's moving he's moving on you yeah it's like a three-quarter inch Whoa! it came from outer space yeah, three-quarters of an inch is just right but he's moving Oh, what is that then? That's the light. You're looking, we're looking right at the light. It's a reflection. Oh. Oh yeah, Yeah, itself. Well, that's kind of cool. Whoa, car sick. All right. Okay. Well, that's our fun for the day.
0: Okay. Thanks, RJ. That was actually kind of fun. I mean, when I. In a super creepy kind of a way. When I told the doctor about it,
1: my assumption, I was kind of sheepish about telling him because my assumption with a medical professional is, uh. I don't think you should be sticking a pick into your ear. Nothing sharper than your elbow. And, and really it's better to leave the stuff to the professionals. We're talking your hearing, sir. Uh, but no, he's like, Oh, that sounds cool. Let me know how it works out. (laughs) So I have it on my list. I do have a list of doctor things. Nice. You mean doctor equipment? No, I have a list of anything I want to talk to the doctor about. Oh. I got the good kind where he doesn't say only oh, one issue. Oh, that else. is
0: the good kind. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. I'm telling you listeners, the deal with medical care in this country is billing. That's really the main problem. Billing practices. The things that doctors uh, are obliged or able to do that cost the system... So much money, and I do mean that—obliged or able, either or. I will give you my doctor's name if you want him. Yeah, maybe I should. Cause also,
1: he'll do Botox for you. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: nice. are you saying? I have the youth, fresh-faced youth. Look at those crow's feet. <laughs> oh boy.
2: Well, I just oh, I just God. swapped my doctor right because mine retired, and I got a Korean doctor, which I'm sort of excited about. She's young, and but on she's many a list. Uh, don't, uh, if you have various things to bring up to the doctor, bring them all up at once at the beginning. Oh, good. Yeah. That makes sense. Don't save the worst thing to the last right. because it's, I, and I thought it was more about a, a time thing.
1: That's a triage time thing.
2: Yeah. Like you got yeah. 10 minutes with the doctor yeah. and the doctor can get through so many well, see, people in the day. And I'm and,
0: okay with that. I am okay with that.
2: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Like if I, if I said I got a sore toe and I've got my hip doesn't work most mornings and something else, and there's something they can do for that hip, but they think that's, I'm good with that. I'll come back about the toe, whatever. If we've only got, but when they say, please only bring one, it just makes me, my cynical mind just completely flexes on that. Just, oh, well, this is a billing issue, you know? Well, it's, yeah, they can only,
1: they can only bill um X dollars per the 10 minute session. Exactly. And then if you bring up a whole lot of stuff, the next thing you know, they're they're running over. Right. If it takes half an hour, they can still only bill for that one session.
2: Yeah. Ah, uh, right. But they're losing
0: slowly. Yeah, they're, they're losing they're other billing. This pay. is the obliged or able remark. Yeah, that it's weird
2: before. that they just throw one in there because I'd go, well, wait, wait I've got three things. So that's three appointments. Is yeah. that what they. Well,
0: and it makes you think, well, can I phone in and book three consecutive appointments? Yeah, you can. When's the next time you got a whole half hour for yeah, me? Yeah, you can You Can, can you uh, do that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And then that way they can bill three separate things. I
0: cannot believe
1: I'm oh. this old and I'm only finding this out But now. I think that you should consider, if your doctor's good, fine. But if they're only mediocre, dump them. Yeah. Because at our age, when are you ever going to go in with just one thing?
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. My, I like my doctor actually quite well. And, and one of them... Like there's one guy who's sort of taken over from the other guy and the guy that's taking over is, is much more uh, relaxed about that kind mm, of thing. Mm. The other guy really liked him, but he did have, uh, he was pretty strict about that mm. one issue per visit thing. I
1: asked straight up in the, you know how you, when you get a new doctor, they'll do a kind of a, a tryout. At least mm. that's the way this guy did it. And so you. You know, so I uh, you're trying him out and he's trying you out. So I asked him, is it okay if I bring more than one item? He says, oh, absolutely no problem. So that was nice to get out of the way.
2: I, but, uh, but, I but, never would have even thought of that until I saw the list on, yeah, uh, at this office. Right?
1: But that does make sense because you're going to like, there's four things that are bugging you. And the one that bugs you the least might be the one that really you should spend some
0: time yeah. on.
2: You know, like uh, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, the other irony of my doctor that was particular about only one issue, he had the worst, just the worst wait period ever. You'd book for two thirty mm-hmm. and not see him routinely until three three forty five. That might know? be related. Well, he, yeah, because he might have had
1: a lot of older patients and then end up running over constantly.
0: Yeah, so in spite of his one issue policy, he was not succeeding with it because he was constantly just way, and the other guy who seems to be taking over, been to him the last couple of years and every time it's within five minutes of my appointed yeah. time, I'm in that office. Yeah, I
1: have a know? crack team as well. I'm always amazed. How could that be? But yeah, yeah it's you show yeah. up
0: and you're in. And there's
1: none of that fake staging where it's Disneyland wait lines, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, come right into the
0: office, you know? And yeah.
1: Then in the office for two hours. Yeah.
0: That's all we got for this week. We've covered some pretty fair ground. We hope that you uh, listen to this episode probably after eating, I think, would be better. I don't think you want to have heard some of this material before dinner. We'll, we'll save the very best of it for uh, our website, you should visit to enjoy the visuals that go with some of these podcasts and we will then adjourn back to our separate lives and hope to talk to you again soon in the meantime keep on taking care of yourself let us know if you got anything on your mind good bad in and up down we'd love to hear from you always love to hear from you we've got to get to listener mail one of these days pretty soon i think we're a bit behind till then take care of yourselves